Welcome, welcome to another episode of Geeks Against the Grain. That was for you, Tia, all those welcomes. Um, welcome <laughs> to an awesome episode. Um, this episode, we are going to be doing best and worst action movies. Um, but before we get into that, we have some really good news. We have a brand new sponsor. So I'll kind of redo it. Welcome to Geeks Against the Grain, brought to you by Manscaped. Uh, with summer right around the corner, the time is now to look and feel fresh, especially below the waist. Think about all the upcoming pool parties, beach days, road trips, and backyard barbecues, and to ensure that you are ready to capital- capitalize when the right situation pre- presents itself, visit manscaped.com. Manscaped takes the risk out of manscaping thanks to precision-engineered tools, which are optimized for male grooming and hygiene. As seen on Shark Tank, Visit manscaped.com to find out why they are number one in men's below-the-waist grooming. You'll want to keep an eye out for the perfect package 2.0 kit that includes a lawnmower, 2.0, and electric trimmer worthy of getting up close and personal below the waist, which features skin-safe technology to ensure a nick-free manscaping. Get 20% off free shipping and a free travel bag with promo code GEEKVIBES20. That is, again, GEEKVIBES20 at manscaped.com. We once again want to thank Manscaped for sponsoring us. And without further ado, let's get right into the show. Let me introduce our panel, starting with Dom. What's going on, Dom? What's up, man? I'm doing really good. It's good to be here. It's Friday, and tomorrow is Saturday, which means I can sleep in, so it's all good. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. That's definitely the feeling I have. Um, and it's funny, I'm reading over the, the, the script again. I was just trying to see how many times they worked below the waist in here, like before we understood, <laughs> like below the waist. Um, <laughs> um, Tia, what's going on, Tia? Uh, how you guys doing? I also share Dom's sentiment. Uh, thank God it's Friday and we can sleep <laughs> in tomorrow. Of course, anyone who actually works the weekends is listening to this going, Screw you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. They definitely just turned off the whole episode. They're like, nope, nope, you know what? They don't even deserve any more of my time. Um, but, but, you know, listen, we didn't say it to make fun of you. We just said it because, you know, working a long week, you look forward to the weekend. Um, but anyway, and we all work those type of jobs, so, you know. 100%. Like, we deserve it. Um, welcoming back. To the Geeks Against the Grain uh, family. Mark, what's going on, Mark? Not much, not much. Uh, glad it's Friday. And screw you guys, I got to work tomorrow. So, <laughs> all, your, all your happiness, you go shove it. <laughs> look, 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 we're sorry about that. We'll try not to seem so enthused throughout this, uh, this episode. We'll try that. No promises, though. Um, all right. Let's get right into it. Um, we're going to start off with worst movies, worst action movies, not just worst movies, um, worst action movies. 
And I don't know if anyone has seen the promo art for this episode, but I definitely have R.I.P.D. as the promo art, mainly because that is, if not the one of the worst action movies ever. Um, and I say that with like a heavy heart because you have two of my most favorite actors um, running as leads in that movie, and they just weren't enough uh, to make that movie one watchable. Um, it has no replay value, um, and it was just like, it was very yucky. Um, I felt the same in that that I did watching Men in Black 3, to where it was just like, it just didn't need to be made. Um, Mark, I'm going to start off with you. What were your thoughts on R.I.P.D.? Yeah, basically the same thing you said. When you first look at it, you like go on IMDb when it gets announced, and you see Ryan Reynolds and Jeff Bridges and you know, Mary Louise Parker, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be great. You know, this should be, you know, a fun time. And you get, you know, um, you get there, and you're like, okay, okay, I won't feel like I'm wasting money. Then you're about 20 minutes in, you're like, oh, I made a terrible mistake. <laughs> and then you're just, sort of st- you're just sort of stuck in the theater for a while. Um, yeah, I, it, it's one of those movies where, you know, I tend to go – um, especially when I was on that movie pass train last year, um, just because I like the actors in it. And it's usually a 60, 40 chance. It'll be good. Um, but this one was uh, like, if I could, if, if I had the heart to walk out, I would have, but I'm a completionist and I had to see how they finished this. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I know a lot of people use the term popcorn flick. Um, I would definitely yeah. say this nope. kind of this, the only reason I would say this was a popcorn kind of flick is because the only good thing about my experience seeing this movie was enjoying the popcorn. Um, so I give it that title kind of like by default. Um, but Tia, what were your thoughts on R.I.P.D.? So I've never even heard of this movie before. I was <laughs> Googling it while you guys were talking. I was like, oh, this looks terrible. It actually, though, has a 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb which I know is bad, but, like, not so bad. It's, like, what, like I have – it's most movies that I like, if you look, have, like, that kind of rating to it. So I'm like, oh, that's not terrible. <laughs> At least it's not, like, a 2 out of 10. So, yeah, sorry I can't contribute much to that. <laughs> no, no. Well, now, you know, it's something that you can, you know, possibly take a look at. Um, and I didn't know it had that rating. That, I think, is – a little generous, um, but okay. Um, Tom, what are your thoughts on RIPD? So this is one of those ones that I uh, I didn't see in theaters. I ended up watching it when it came on HBO or Showtime or something like that. And all I could think initially was that it seemed like a uh, like a straight to DVD Men in Black ripoff, and it had its moments, which most movies that are with decent actors having moments, but overall it was just, it fell flat and it was kind of like, why? <laughs> I mean, I think I stuck around for like a pretty face of the, the I can't remember the, the detective's name or whatever you want to call it, but I was like, oh yeah, it was a pretty face. I'll keep watching. But other than that, I was, uh, it wasn't it. No, not at all. Not at all. Not even remotely. Um, and and it, 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 these are one of the movies to where I'm I'm kind of like I'm glad there's been no conversation of like doing a sequel 
Um, even though sometimes you could have a Rocky first movie and then the sequel is where it really hits. Um, but no, no, don't, don't, please don't do it. Um, neither one of them deserve that. Um, they didn't deserve this. Um, but I'm going to go to you, Mark. Um, give us one of your worst action movies. Yeah, so um, for, for those of you who don't know out there, our podcast, uh, they call this movie, Watch a Lot of Terrible Movies. And um, so mine's a little off the wall because we watched this movie from 1983 called Endgame. Um, and I will just read you the tagline and tell me if you think this will sound like a great movie going in. It's a, a telepathic mutant recruits a post-World War III TV sh- game show warrior to lead her band of mutants to safety. Now, (laughs) (laughs) while it sounds like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, the movie's so boring. It's like, it's a mixture of like Mad Max and the running man. And uh, they, they basically take the most interesting part of the film, which is this like, you know, three warriors chase after another guy and they film it. And it, the game only ends when either the single guy dies or the other three guys die. And you're thinking, oh, this is going to be the whole movie. It's the first 15 minutes. And then it's just this Yikes. boring road movie for the rest. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Um, we watched it, you know, matching it up with the week with when Avengers came out, you know, called Endgame as well. Um, but, yeah, the, these type of action movies make you look at RIPD and go, you know what, that's, a, that's at least competently made. <laughs> uh, this stuff is, it's, and oddly enough, 5.3 on IMDb. So, really? IMDb, almost as good. <laughs> I got to I got to see what's going over there, going on over there with IMDb. Um, they they, they don't <laughs> seem to be grading at a uh, at at a scale to where it makes sense. But um, I've actually never seen this movie. The first time I ever heard about yeah. it was from you guys' the show. <laughs> um, and I remember like I was like when you said Endgame, I'm kind of like you guys like seem a little rough on Avengers and I'm like oh wait no 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 this isn't Avengers this is like a real movie <laughs> um I remember I felt the same way when uh the first Avengers came out like I was watching Stars and you know I see yeah. Avengers on there and it was not long after the movie it actually came out in theaters and I'm like that's really yeah. quick like it's on Stars already and then like I'm watching and I'm like this is not Avengers what is this and I'm like <laughs> I set my expectations <laughs> way too high <laughs> I'm, I'm like I'm I'm looking for Tony Stark. I'm like maybe this is like a prequel. What is going on here? Um, so to hear Endgame and then listen to you guys' show, I'm like they're like really 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 tough. And then I'm like wait maybe they're not talking about Avengers. Um, nope. I'm like hold on. And then like I see you know I'm looking at like the cover art and and, and the trailer and stuff, and I'm like oh I could never sit through that. Like bravo to you guys because I could never in my life that. Um, I don't know what I'm looking yeah. at. Like it was just like it, I have no idea. Um, but yeah. Tia, um, have you ever seen Endgame? I haven't, but I thought it was very clever that Mark did uh, his show on Endgame. You know, during kind of the same time that Avengers Endgame was coming out. I was like, oh, that's so clever that they did that. <laughs> yeah, it completely yeah, threw yeah. me off. I'm like, all right, what? Like, what am I about to listen to? And I'm like. You know, I'm 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 ready to listen to them like say how much they love the Avengers Endgame, and then I'm like, wait, Endgame? Like, hold on, what are they talking about? So, listen, you definitely put me onto something I had no idea about, but now I kind of blame <laughs> you because now I know that it exists yeah. and I think it's horrible. Yeah. Um, 
there's a little bit of blame, a little bit of, you know, learning something yeah. new. Um, the, the final tagline of what uh, my co-host Anthony says is always uh, watching terrible movies while ending friendships one one minute at a time. Oh, absolutely. So. A- a- absolutely. <laughs> that that almost ended our friendship right there. Um, you even making it known to me that that movie existed. Um, but, Dom, uh, have you ever seen Endgame? I have not, and I end up, I just Googled, like, the uh, the movie poster, and it looks like it looks they bad, literally right? took pieces. Yeah, it looks like they took pieces from everything that was popular in, like, the late 70s, early 80s, and we're like, yep, here's a movie. Yikes, 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 yikes. <laughs> that was, whew. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's move on. That was bad. Um, really good pick, though, Mark. That was really bad. Uh, that takes the cake yeah. uh, so far. Yeah. Um, Tia, I'm going to go to you. Uh, what do you have uh, on your list of worst action movies? Well, I was going to mention Skyscraper, but then I was like, how many podcasts can I do where I'm actually talking shit about Skyscraper? Because that was honestly <laughs> horrible. Um, but I did want to shed light on another awful movie called Scorpion King. Remember when, like, Mummy 2 came out and The Rock made his, like, movie debut? We were all like, oh, he looks awesome, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, oh, we're going to make a spin-off movie with him. And you're like, great. I loved his character in The Mummy 2 with Brendan Fraser. And then you actually saw Scorpion King, and it was the most awful piece of shit you've ever seen in CGI was terrible. The acting was terrible. The premise, what premise? There was no premise. It was so bad. I remember we went to the movies to go see this movie. Me and my dad and my mom went and paid money for that movie, and it was awful. It was so bad, and it honestly put me off of the rock for a really long time. Like, anytime I heard, like, and I still think, and He's a great guy. I like some of the stuff that he does, but it's like almost that small part of me in the back of my head when I hear Dwayne, The Rock Johnson's involved in something. I'm like, hope it's not Scorpion King because it's going to be bad. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know if you guys have watched Scorpion King or if you watched the Mummy franchise, but that was a bad movie. That was a really bad movie. Yeah, I'll say yeah. this: what makes what makes things worse. I I saw the Scorpion King. Yes, I agree. It was not the best. I also didn't think the Rock's acting, um, outside of wrestling, around that time was really the best either. I think he's gotten um, better and more tolerable, because um, he kind of just plays the Rock, and I think he was trying to not just be himself, and that was where it kind of went wrong. Um, but I'll do you one better to you. I actually saw uh-huh. Scorpion King two, with Randy Couture. That's even worse. Like, you can't think of it being worse. It was even worse. That was just like, I, I can't even, like, get words for it. It was really bad. But I agree with you. Um, the, the CGI was really bad. They were doing the best that they could. It was just like, maybe you don't do any. Um, yeah, that, that movie was just really bad. And as angry as you sounded, Tia, it makes it sound like if you ever catch the rock slipping, you might hit him with a people's elbow or something. Uh, <laughs> You sounded really angry that you wasted money on that horrible movie. Um, it's like, you know, Batman versus Superman. Oh, sorry. Ooh, I mean, oh, I mean, yeah. Stop. No, you know, 
as much as I find a way to bring in Ben, you you slip in you slip in not liking BVS kid. I'm I'm catching it more now. I'm catching it more. Um, but um, Dom, uh, what are your thoughts on Scorpion King? Uh, yeah, I'm the, I, I feel the same. I remember uh, I was a, a big wrestling fan, so when Scorpion King came out, of course I wanted to watch it. It was rock. But then, and I think I was uh, probably in high school when it came out, and I remember that every movie that The Rock was in at that time, they always tried to find a way to work in The Rock Bottom, and I was just waiting. When are they going to do it? Because it, you could tell that <laughs> it, it made the movie that much worse because they were just looking for some way to incorporate that move. And especially in that kind of movie, that move would serve no purpose whatsoever. Uh, but, yeah, a bad move, like, he made Michael Clark Duncan look terrible, and I don't know how you do that. Like, yeah, it was just an all-around bad movie. It could have it could have been great, but it just seemed like it was a rush job, and they were like, the rock and swords and go. Yeah, it was it was pretty terrible. Yeah, <clears throat> that movie was crazy, and then it was like, what, eight to ten years later, he wanted to do Hercules, and I'm like, you just, you, you don't learn your lesson, do you? You just, you, you're never going to learn they, your lesson, Rock. And they made, like, what, three or four sequels to this movie? Like, there's like a Scorpion King 4, or... Yeah, They just kept yeah, making them, I don't, I don't know why. They were repeatedly making them to go straight to, to DVD, like the first one should have, yeah. and it was just like... Where's your Where's your value? Where are you getting your value back on these movies? Like, who is buying Scorpion King three? Like, who who's who's buying it? Who's streaming it today? Like, I don't know. I don't know. M- movie companies uh, around the early two thousands, around that area, they were just like, we're just pushing out movies. We don't care if you like it. Uh, but that was bad. Uh, Mark, your thoughts on Scorpion King? Yeah. So same thing as Dom, a big wrestling fan at the time. So. Just seeing The Rock in it, I drug my mother out to go see it um, um, because it's like, I was like, I got to go see this movie, but most of my friends don't want to go see it. Um, so when saw it, completely disappointed. It, it completely felt like a movie that they were, they took that little bit of the character at the end of, and I'm glad that Tia gave the full name of the movie. It is The Mummy 2 with Brendan Fraser is, is how you properly say those movies. Um, and um you know just 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 disappointment i mean it's just it wasn't as bad as um you know i guess because i i grew up so it wasn't as bad as like being disappointed by r.i.p.d because i I had um thought i had cured that part of my brain um in terms of going to see bad movies but um yeah the, the cgi being terrible and uh, the Rock just trying to be this thing that he's not. I think, I, I just like here, I think it put me off on The Rock a little bit until I saw him in Be Cool. And then that turned around, yeah. and, and I've, I've liked him in most stuff ever since. Uh, but, yeah, this was, just a, this was just a mistake. This was just Vince McMahon at the time trying to cash out on somebody that he had made, and he had failed miserably with Hogan in the 80s um, doing this. And... Um, at the time, it looked like he was going to fail again, but we know that didn't turn out that way. Yeah, and sadly, it, it worked, um, and I think Vince has kind of taken um, a little bit of, I don't want to say advantage, because he's just smart, but 
um, the idea of like whoever your biggest wrestler is, try try to get him in a movie. Like get him in a movie. Like John Cena did yeah. the Marine, and I think they're on like Marine Nine. And I like I saw Shawn Michaels yeah. in it. I'm like, where's <laughs> what are you guys doing? Like what what is this? Um, so I mean, look, it it got all of us out to go see it. So like it worked. We just hindsight were like it was a horrible movie. Like it was just really yeah. bad. But I'm sure yeah. it made a lot of money because. A lot of wrestling fans are like, I love The Rock. I'm going to go see if he's The Rock in this movie. Um, and, and like Dom said, The Rock does find a way to, to do the um, the rock bottom in almost every movie he's in. Uh, I think he did like a serious movie, and I think I saw a rock bottom in there somewhere. It's like, <laughs> this guy's ridiculous. Um, but <laughs> but uh, Dom, I think we're actually on you now. Uh, what are you picking for a uh, worst action movie? So my worst action movie is Street Fighter. They came out in '94. Mm. Um, I so I know that they were trying to ride the wave of like, um, you know, Mortal Kombat had you know a successful movie, um, and everybody just kind of wanted to see these characters come to life on screen. But if nobody nobody looked like their character except for um, the the girl who played Cammy because all she had to do was put on you know a tank top, some camo pants, and pigtails. Uh, but everybody else, they looked terrible. The acting was terrible. Um, John Clyde Van Damme was you know the biggest action star, and his acting was you know more than terrible than more than usual. It, I don't know what happened with that movie. It, it I was so I was I remember being so excited because. You know, of course, me and a young a young boy, all I want to do is play fighting games. And when seeing this movie, I was like, "What happened to this? This is nothing <laughs> like the video game." <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny you say that because <clears throat> um, I, I really enjoyed the two Mortal Kombat's. I, I get how the second one maybe wasn't all you know all that great, um, but I did truly enjoy them um, playing Mortal Kombat and Sega Genesis. And then watching that first Mortal Kombat, just the idea of them singing Mortal Kombat during the beginning, just like it still gives me chills to this day. Um, can't yeah. wait to see what James Wan does with the, the rebooted version of it because it's well overdue. Um, but yeah, this was Jean-Claude Van Damme to me was um, <clears throat> somewhat, somewhat to what I think Jason Statham is to where it's like, if I don't like if he doesn't talk like at all. Um, I'm good. Just have him fight. Um, <laughs> Jason Statham, I give a bit more credit to because I do think he is a a, a good actor. Um, but then there's like a lot of Jason Statham stuff to where I'm just like, yep, nope, way too many speaking <laughs> like lines. Like dial it back a little bit, dial it back, throw in a, a few more kicks. Um, but yeah, this I, I I did not enjoy this movie at all. Um, Tia, what were your thoughts on Street Fighter? Um. So I feel bad that I'm saying again that I've never seen it. But I think we were talking about what, like either last week or something, that most movies that come out based around video games are just not good, especially when you're getting kind of these actors that, I don't want to call them B-rated actors because they're not, but it's like when you're not really like taking care to see that if the actors have anything in common with the characters, there's like, Oh, this is an action star. Put him in this movie and we'll just go with it. And it's like, no, you might as well not have done it at all. Just let people play the video game or even 
now nowadays online, people love watching uh, the video game movies. Cut out the you know play part of it and just watch the you know in between scenes cut pretty scenes. much. Yeah, cut. Yeah, scenes. yeah, yeah. Might as well just I mean, do that. <clears throat> I mean, to be completely honest with you, um, my biggest issue with video game movies usually is like, who are you catering to? Um, like, are you catering to someone who's never played this game but maybe knows Jean-Claude Van Damme? Um, or are you catering it to the people that I assume you made this movie for, which are the people that played the video game? Um, I told you guys this before. That was my biggest beef with Max Payne. Max Payne, outside of being called Max Payne, was nothing like the video game. Literally nothing like the video game. If you had never played it, you wouldn't have thought it was based off of a video game. Um, so they were catering to people who like Mark Wahlberg. Like, that was it. Mark Wahlberg, Mila Kunis, that's all that movie was catering to. It meant nothing if you were an actual fan of that video game. Um, so, I mean, this kind of felt like the same thing. Like, who are you catering to? Um, excuse me, but, uh, Mark, what were your thoughts on Street Fighter? Yeah, so Street Fighter is part of the four-movie collective that I saw as a kid that includes the Mario Brothers movie, uh, Double Dragon, Street Fighter, and that Mortal Kombat movie. Um, so all four of those movies, so excited as a, as a young kid to go see them. Disappointed, except Mortal Kombat, probably the best of the four, um, by at least three of them. And scared to death by the, Mortal, by the uh, Mario Brothers movie a little bit <laughs> as a young child. <laughs> that, that, that wasn't exactly what I was looking for. Uh, but Street Fighter... Uh, it felt like, and, and I agree with a lot of the points you guys are saying, um, it felt more like a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie than, you know, a, a faithful to the, uh, you know, source material. Um, you know, we, we had recently done Double Dragon on, on our podcast, and it just, they tried to stick a little bit with the uh, sort of themes of the game and kind of got caught in that middle thing that you were talking about, uh, Juwan, where who are you making it for? Are you making it for the people that, you know, have seen this, have seen the game before and played the game, or are you making it for people that just like, like kung fu action movie? Um, and when, and all of them fail in that respect. Uh, Mortal Kombat does the best job of it because it sticks the closest to the source material. And I think that's what you got to do. I think that having not seen it yet, that's what I've heard that Detective Pikachu does more than, you know, most movies have um, in terms of, you know, video game movies. But Street Fighter itself, they, uh, I don't, it, it really felt like um, that the writers watched one match, saw the characters' faces, and then wrote a movie. Um, they didn't get into anything that happened. And I will only watch it again every so often just for Raul Julia because he eats up scenery like no one else in that movie, and he is an amazing M. Bison. But, yeah, that, that's my memories on that movie. <clears throat> yeah, I, that's why sometimes when you do video game movies, sometimes I get nervous when, like, you cast, like, such a big name. Because then it's like, all right, well, I kind of see where this is going. Um, and then you kind of just feel like, all right, well, like, what are you guys going to base it off of? Like, if there's been three games, which one? Um, and, and I kind of think what we have to get used to um, as, you know fans of comics or video games we have to always remember it's never going to be anything like the game um or like the comic like they're going to take liberties to me that's fine 
I just want to leave it and go, I love this movie so much, I'm going to go home and play the game. Like, I'll say this to the day I die, that first Hitman, I think I'm probably alone in this sentiment. I loved it so much. I think I played um, uh, Hitman Blood Money, like, for, like, three days straight. Uh, And that's usually the feel I want to get when I leave um, a video game movie. Like, I want to love, even if it isn't like the the first game or whatever, I just want to leave going, I'm so excited about what I just saw. Like, from what I'm hearing about Detective Pikachu, I have Let's Go Pikachu on my Switch. Um, and from what I'm hearing, like, I know I'm going to want to come home immediately and, like, start playing Pokemon. Um, so, you know, that's usually what I look for because it's not much you can ask for with video game movies because a lot of them have not been good. Um, so it's not a lot to really go off of. Uh, but, again, hopefully Detective Pikachu is the first step in giving us something we thought we would never get, and that's a successful video game movie that can span into a successful franchise and hopefully leak out into others making good video game movies. Um, James Wan okay. is up next with, um, excuse me, is up next with Mortal Kombat, so we'll see what he does with that. Um, but Detective Pikachu made a crap load of money, um, so that's usually a good sign. Um, but and, yeah, and, and hopefully, and hopefully we get the uh, Stars Born Jigglypuff movie. That would be beautiful. I, I, I'm right there with you. That would be beautiful. Um, I, I will say it, it's funny. Um, seeing the, the trailer for Detective Pikachu, I immediately was like, I want an Ash version of this world. Um, and then like, I immediately started thinking, like, what if they don't go with the same directors, writers, artists um, on that spinoff? Like, you got to keep those Pokemon looking as realistic as they do. Like, as much as it scares me on, on how real Charizard looks, I love it because it's, like, it, it's ripped right, off, right out of the game. Um, everyone just looks so accurate, uh, you know, as far as the Pokemon. So, you know, I, I don't know what Detective Pikachu set up exactly, whether it's set up open world or, or what, um, but I'm looking forward to seeing it um, and kind of just seeing what it's able to branch off. Um, but all right. I do want to throw um, another movie out there. Um, I know a lot of people <laughs> really enjoyed this movie, but I thought they made one too many. Um, and I'm going to go Crank 2. I really did not like that movie. Um, I kind of felt like the first one was good enough. That was, to me, a classic. Leave it alone. Don't do anymore. Um, they did. Uh, <laughs> I think it was called High Voltage. Um, it. I just couldn't get behind it. Uh, again, I think that was Statham too many lines, just do more action stuff. Um, but I'm curious to hear what you guys' thoughts are, if you actually even saw the, the second one. Um, Mark, I'll start with you. Have you seen Crank 2 High Voltage? No, I have not. Um, probably fortunately, from hearing what you were saying. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I, I love the first one. I, I love Statham um, in in action movies. Um, like you said, the more the less he says, the better he is, um, which is probably his problem in later Fast and the Furious movies. Um, <laughs> but the, um, the the original Crank is such a such a great idea and mm-hmm. concept for a movie that that even though it wasn't maybe like top echelon award winning type stuff, it was. Enough that it, if it comes on TV, I'll watch it. Um, but yeah, high voltage. It just looked like I was like, I don't. But wasn't he? 
<laughs> and just this yeah. question, like, I don't want to know how they answered this, and so I'm just going to avoid it. <laughs> That's fair enough, and I won't spoil anything at all. Um, but yeah, I, I to me, I I love when you end something like beautifully, and I thought the way they ended the first crank was beautiful. He fell out of the the, the, yeah. the helicopter, I think it was, landed on the mm-hmm. car. Uh, well, bounce off the car, I'm sorry, and landed on the street, I believe. Uh, I thought that yeah. was great. I was like, it's a perfect ending to a movie that was so much fun, beginning to end. Um, and then it's like, you hear they're making a second one, and you're like, well, he definitely died in, in the first one. Like, <laughs> that That's like, a, a you know, when you fall from that high and bounce off of a car, you kind of think he's dead. And it's like, I don't want to see what you guys are doing <laughs> with another one of these. Um, but, uh, but Tia, what are your thoughts on Crank 2 High Voltage? So, you know how you sometimes have friends who are so excited for you to see something, and then you see it, and you weren't really that into it, and then they're like, but you had to see the one beforehand, you know, and it's like, you see slowly them, like, slipping away, like, they didn't really enjoy it as much either, that's kind of how, like, Crank 2 was, like, I had a friend who was like, you gotta watch this, and I watched it, and I was like, meh. And then we watched the first crank. And then I was like, oh, this is good. But, yeah, no, I didn't particularly like high voltage. It just kind of seemed redundant at that point. Yeah, I will say, um, Jason Statham, one thing I am learning about you is that you're, like, you're really great in, like, your first movies. And then it's like you should probably say no uh, to the second one. He did uh, a movie with uh, Ben Foster, I think is his name. Um, can't remember the name yeah. of it, but I loved the I mechanic. loved that first movie. Yes, thank the you. The mechanic. Yeah. Then when I heard like, all right, they're doing the second one. It's got Jessica Alba in it now. It's just like, all right, all right, all right. Listen, you made this mistake with Crank Two. Don't don't do this again, Jason. And I saw Mechanic Two, and I immediately was like, why? I knew it. I knew going into this movie, I wasn't gonna like it. I saw the trailer and just like, this is horrible. And I saw it anyway, you- and can't get my money back. Were you saying he was pretty good in the he was pretty good in the expendable movies. Yet again, I do think Jason Statham is a good actor. I think sometimes the roles that he's given should not require as much dialogue because the dialogue is just like, what did he just say? Like, why is he saying that right now? Like his entire dialogue in the Meg, I was just like, I could watch this movie just on subtitles, like, and then ignore the subtitles. Um, I didn't need to hear anyone speak, and I think I would have enjoyed that movie more. Um, but, yeah, I, I do think he's he's a good actor. There's one movie uh, that he was in. I'm going to try to look it up while I'm talking to you guys. Um, that I thought he was amazing in, like, acting-wise, uh, to where I was just kind of like, yeah, I can't wait to see what, like, this guy does, does next. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, um, you know, he just started doing movies that you kind of go, all right, like, maybe shouldn't say yes to, like, all of these. Um, maybe just was, say was no. Was it the transporter by any chance? No, it wasn't transporter. It was. Hold on, I thought I just saw it. It wasn't cellular either. For anyone who's sitting at home, like, was it cellular? No, it wasn't. But I did enjoy cellular. <laughs> it was Revolver. I loved him in Revolver. I thought oh, he was okay. great in that. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. I thought he was great. Really, really quick. If you look at um, it's like lists that are like top ten. Uh, bad action movies that we love, Cellular is always on it. So just to point that out there. I never get how, like, that movie, I don't want to say it gets hate, because I don't think it gets hated on, but how no one liked that movie. I enjoyed it so much. 
maybe it's me. Um, but like I really left that and I watch it every time it's on television because I have such a fun time with that movie. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, it, it's I, I don't know. I enjoyed that movie. Jason Statham is a good actor. Just some roles no. Um, but all right. Uh I'm gonna go one by one, see if you guys have uh a, another worst action movies before we get into best. because um, I think we could name a crap load of best action movies. Uh, Mark, did you have another worst action movie you wanted to throw out there? Yeah, I'll just throw one more out there. Um, and it, the the name of the movie is uh, is Skyscraper, not the one T is thinking of. Um, oh, oh my dude, my dude. <laughs> But then again, this we one, talk all day long about how bad that was. <laughs> I real quick before I go to this, when I saw that trailer for the Rock Skyscraper that they had that scene where they're holding onto a fake leg and then it, it pops off. There was a guy in my theater that like belly laughed at it in a completely silent theater. And it might be one of the best <laughs> trailer experiences I had. Uh, so, oh, wow. Uh, I'm looking yeah, at so, the, the, the artwork for this movie. Wow. Okay. Yeah, Can, so continue. Skyscraper from 1996 <laughs> starring one Anna Nicole Smith. Um, she plays... <laughs> She plays a helicopter pilot, which is it's ridiculous. They basically do the same six shots over and over again throughout the movie of her just moving the stick back and forth in the helicopter. It's great. But, but the best part about this is it was just – it had to be guys sitting in a room, like, on cocaine just going, let's just do all these action scenes. And then have them make no sense and have terrible acting in them. And and then they tried to make – you know, Anna Nicole Smith tried to act, and there's there's some great choice lines that are terribly written and terribly acted from her. Uh, but the thing that got us excited was uh, this movie has none other than uh, Darren McBee in it, the one and only Malibu from American Gladiator um, pops in mm. um, this movie here um, out of the blue. Uh, but, yeah, this movie's pretty terrible. Um, we... Um, when we when we watched it, um, we just assumed it would be like a mediocre straight to video, boring movie, but it was just it was terrible and rightfully so. Uh, getting IMDb's reputation back up, it is rated a two point eight on IMDb. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that uh, came out in ninety six, right? Yes, nineteen ninety six. Um, you know what yeah, else came so, out in ninety six? Uh, what was that? Barbed wire. Yep. <laughs> this is this is this is bar this is like poor man's barbed wire. Uh, <laughs> so and that's saying a lot. Um so yeah. unless if you're an Anna Nicole Smith fan, uh probably avoid this movie. Yeah. I mean I kinda felt like <laughs> unless you just wanted to look at like Pamela Anderson, Barbed Wire offered absolutely nothing. Um seemingly that's what skyscraper sounds like it, it did. It yep. it offered absolutely nothing. Um, yep. so, what are you saying? No, I was just going to say this, this movie, it just, um, yeah, they, it, it seems like somebody either, she had a deal with a, with a writer or a director, or somebody was trying to push her as the next Pamela Anderson, um, or trying to beat Pamela Anderson, but anything they thought about this movie just went completely wrong, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, 
It's only that only if you hate yourself should you watch this movie. Yeah, yeah. I kind of feel the same about Barbed Wire, but definitely more so uh, Skyscraper. Um, <laughs> Dom, is there a uh, another worst movie you want to throw in here? Uh, yeah, so there's one that I kind of initially liked when I was uh, when it first came out because I was younger, and then like a few years later watched it and then realized how bad it was, and it's um, Rollerball. And not the, like, 1975 one, but the one that came out in 2002 with, like, Chris Klein and L.O. Cool J. Uh, I mean, a whole movie surrounded by, like, an extreme sport where you can actually die in the game and there's these, uh, like, CD politicians and mob boss-type people, like, running the sport and making these big, giant bets. And then, I don't know, it just, it's one of those ones where it's, like, it's supposed to be somewhat based in, like, some kind of reality, but it's so far off from anything that could, like, really happen that it just didn't, I don't know, it, it was terrible. I'll say this, man. I, I'm remembering that movie, and I'm looking at Chris Klein, and I'm like, man, I really hated his cicada this season on Flash, and, like, I, just seeing him is making me angry. So um, even if I did... <laughs> At some point, enjoy any of Rollerball. What he did with Cicada just makes me not like him. Um, but, yeah. Now, it, it, funny thing is, I can't remember many LL Cool J movies I, I actually did enjoy. Um, I right. just don't really, I don't really find LL Cool J to be that good of an actor. Um, very boring. Maybe it's because, like, my aunt loves NCIS, and, like, I've watched a few of those episodes and, like, fallen asleep every time. Um, <laughs> that I kind of have, like, a weird like, like, uh, idea on LL Cool J. Maybe there's a movie he did that I'm not remembering that maybe was, like, really good performance-wise, but no. God, no. God, no, no, no. None of that. Um, <laughs> uh, Tia, um, I don't know if I went to you yet. I'm trying to remember. I don't think I did. Did you have a worse mm-hmm. movie, uh, that you wanted to throw in? Um, I don't know if this necessarily counts as, like, an action movie. Um, there was, like, boxing in it. Anyway, it came out recently. It was called Donnybrook and it had Frank Grillo in it and I forget what the other dude who was in his name is. The guy who no, I was going to Anyway, sorry. That's a really <laughs> terrible movie. Sorry. I got him confused. I was going to be like, it's the guy who played the soldier in the first season of The Punisher went crazy and it's like, no, wait, that was some other white dude who looks the same way. Anyway, um, so <laughs> Donnie Brooke is just it. It was a. It's one of those like independent movies, which I love indie movies. Some of like the best movies are indie movies, but it was first of all shot so terribly. It was cut really strangely. The story and acting it was super weird. I don't know if you've seen it or have any desire to see it, but pretty much Frank Grillo plays like some, like, meth head dude who, like, pins out his sister, and then he's, like, a boxer, and they live in, like, some trailer park trash-looking area and everything. It was just, like, really bad, and I was like, all right, and then, like, the whole thing is supposed to be building up to, like, pretty much, like, a bare-knuckle, like, boxing fight or something like that, but it just wasn't good. It was really bad, and I tried to get through it, and I had to, like, skip around because it was so boring, and I, like, really wanted to do it because I was going to write a review for Geek Vibes and I couldn't even like bring myself to because I was so bad. 
this is such a bad movie. So I don't know if that constitutes really as an action movie, but there was boxing in it, so I feel like it should. <laughs> well, it's Frank Grillo, so I might have to check it out because, like, Frank Grillo, like, me liking him as an actor is why I saw that I, Purge movie that I hate. Um, so, okay, like, I'll give this all, a shot. Hang on. First of all, I love Franco. And second of all, uh, which one, Purge Anarchy or Purge Election Year? Because both were good. Whatever one was the first one he was in, I couldn't stomach the second one. An- Anarchy. Anarchy was really good. Ooh, I would have to definitely disagree with you on that one, Tia. <laughs> um, that was just bad. I also don't think you The Purge is a premise I, I need to see like a lot of. Um, I kind of felt the same way. Like Now, again, this is hindsight. Knowing that Saw had seven films, I would have been good with you capping it off at three. I didn't need seven. There's only so many ways you can gross me out by gore before I'm kind of just like, all right, this is like, this is now becoming silly. So to me, I I always thought The Purge should have been one to three, maybe, tops. It's like, I didn't need to know the history. Then you gave me a TV show. It's just like, oh, it's oversaturation. But I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tia. Well, I was going to say, the first one was boring, really, until, like, kind of the end, the one with Ethan Hawke in it. To me, mm-hmm. I liked Anarchy because you got to see it more from, like, the street level and Frank Grillo's character as the guy who was using it to get revenge uh, for his son's death and then becomes, like, almost the, like, anti-hero of the night. Um, I like the trilogy because you got to see it from, like, in the first movie, a privileged point of view to, like, the real reason why the purge even came into existence, but you're right. The fact that then we got another one after that and then a TV show after that, I'm like, in reality, I feel like the purge would never actually work. So the fact that like, we just kept making more movies, as you said, it's like the Saw movies. How many more times do we have to see some shocking shit, you know? Yeah, that's why I'm like, all right, you telling me Chris Rock is doing, like, a rebooted Saw? <laughs> I need it to be, like, completely rebooted. Don't continue, because yeah. Saw right now is becoming the Skywalker. Uh, it's like the Skywalker of horror films, to where it seems like this one old man is going to spend the next 30 years of, of Saw films, and it's like, no, like, no, stop it. <laughs> like, completely separate the stories. Um, and start anew. Have it be a new guy that did it. Like, completely reboot that world. Even though I did enjoy Jigsaw, it's just to the point where it's like, I've seen this over and over and over again. And I hate that it keeps coming back to this guy, this one old guy. Um, So to (laughs) me, it's just like, with The Purge, it was like, all right, cool. Like, how people were dying weren't even creative after a while. It was just like, stop. Like, wait 10 years, then reboot it, and then maybe, like, I can fall in love with it again like I did with the first one. But who knows? Um, But let's move on. Excuse me. We can get into – I wanted to leave us a lot of time to do best because there's a lot of great action movies. Um, The first one I'm going to start off with uh, for best action movies is The Professional. Um, That was one of the first action movies, I think, I've ever seen. It's not even really 100% action, really, uh, but I call it action. There was gunplay in it. That's action. Um, <laughs> that was one of the first action movies I ever saw that I kind of was like, I like this genre. Like, I like it a lot. Um, it was so well done. Beautiful movie. I had always envisioned, but 
my aunt quickly told me like if it ever happens i'm blaming you and then like i'm beating you up like i had always imagined if you did a present day version of it it could be with Statham and millie bobby brown but when she was younger like she's kind of getting a little too old now um but yeah that movie was so well done it was beautiful um gary oldman was amazing in it um but yeah that that's what i'm picking as my first best action movie um because i loved it so much uh tia have you ever seen the professional um no i have not i was trying to quickly look it up but then you threw it to me first so i am so sorry (laughs) wow you've never seen the professional no (laughs) oh my goodness tia please please at some point soon see the professional um or i'll even say this as i pass it to dom and mark just watch the trailer and mm-hmm. trust me you'll, you'll be like i'm gonna watch that movie um <laughs> okay. mark i'm gonna go to you uh your thoughts on the the professional yeah so obviously i have seen leon colon the professional um yes. I, yes. Love, I love titles from the from the mid 90s <laughs> um yeah so uh the great part about this movie is as you said um just the interaction uh, between Gene uh, Reno and uh, Natalie Portman is just amazing. It's one of those where, like, when you see someone at that age and you're like, yeah, she's going she's gonna to be something, you know, when she gets older. Um, it, it's that kind of great performance. And plus, Gary Oldman at this point is, he is uh, scenery chewing at its best, and it is amazing. I think he has this one line that's been like gift or meme that, that he just yells like everyone or something like that. Um, <laughs> that is just uh, amazing. I mean, he goes on and he does fifth element after this, I believe. And it just, it's just, a, it's a good mashup of, of what a good action movie should be where there's a lot of great, you know, set pieces and, and, and shootouts and action scenes, but there's actually like a good, story and relationship behind it it's you know even in the thinnest veil um all good action movies need to have some kind of connection and it's not just a guy walking in the street just um murdering bad guys um and this does it to the nth degree and um i think it's it's a big applause to um natalie portman as a as a young actress in this movie um to be able to get that across and make you care about her. Um, and the one of the funny things relating to this movie, uh, one of the, the gym I go to here does like you can work out while watching a movie. And I was able to watch this movie on mute because for some reason they didn't put the sign on, the sound on. And it was just like just remembering it as I'm running on the treadmill there going, yeah, yeah, this, scene, this is an awesome <laughs> movie. You know, so yeah, what? Tia, go see The Professional. This podcast well, is find it on the streaming and go to the professional. Well, I, I will say that as I looked it up, uh, I do know the premise of this movie because you guys know the, like, uh, the YouTube channel Looper, um, and they had this list, like, you know, roles that actors, actors were too young to play, and this was on because Natalie Portman was really really young when she played this role and there was a lot of adult themes going on. So I have seen uh, 
clips from this movie. I do know vaguely the premise, so it's not completely foreign to me. I just never actually watched the movie. I, I always say it did Logan before Logan. Um, like the idea of that that uh you know that guy overlooking someone to where he like doesn't want to be a father figure or even uh, anything uh, to this child, but the child is thrust upon them, and then they go into the role of of the protector. Um, Jason Statham, uh, when I was telling you guys that, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I had always imagined if you did a modern-day version, it'd be with Statham and Millie Bobby, Millie Bobby Brown. He technically already did a movie like The Professional called Faith. Um, I always forget about that movie. I, I actually did think it was pretty good, um, but that was like his version of The Professional. Um, but nothing can ever come close to the actual The Professional. This movie was so well done. No flaws. I, I can't remember any if there were, but I'm biased because I love the movie so much. Um, Dom, your thoughts on The Professional? Well, I, I have seen it a few times. It's been a long time since I've seen it, and there was, I think the majority of the times that I, I saw it, I was like still pretty young. But I do remember, because um, me growing up, I watched like probably all the movies that I wasn't supposed to at that age. But I do remember that was one of the first movies that kind of made me feel emotion that I didn't know that I had, whether it was like, uh, you know, a sadness and empathy. And then um, the aesthetic of the movie uh, fits the perfect, like, action, you know, noir type of look. It was kind of gritty. And, um, yeah, I, I do remember, though, <clears throat> that it was at that time one of, my favorites and kind of what led me into the kind of Rambo movies that I kind of like what, you know, the things that are kind of steeped in like a darkness and uh, melancholy throughout the the majority of it. Yeah, it was just, I can't remember what age I saw this movie at either, but I'm pretty sure it was at an age where I maybe shouldn't have seen it. Um, But I'm really (laughs) glad that I did because I don't know, I don't know if I would have seen this movie outside of, like when I actually did, because um, my mom was super strict on it. So there's no way I would have seen it with her. So I'm glad I got to see it with my aunt. Um, but to me, it was one of the reasons why, you know, like you said, the the feelings that you get to where you're kind of just like, this is so sad. Like everything is so sad about this movie. Um, mm-hmm. But the acting, the acting is what I always take out of it. That's why I wasn't like, when I was saying action movie, I'm kind of like, Yes, it, it is an action movie, but to me, it's like such a drama. The acting, I thought, was so well done. The directing, the writing of it, um, it was just so beautifully done. Um, but yeah, this this definitely is up there very high for my action movies. I, I'm trying to, in my mind, figure out what beats it as number one, but it's super, definitely in my top five. Um, but Tia, I'm going to go over to you. What is one of your best action movies? So I have to say a movie that I'm not sure a lot of people have watched, but I always try to give it its recognition when I can. I loved the movie Snowpiercer with Chris Evans, um, as strange as it is. (laughs) It is a completely odd, strange movie when you first hear the premise. Um, Obviously, Mark has seen it. I'm not sure if you, John, or Dom have seen it, but essentially the premise is there was a massive ice age due to humanity trying to combat global warming, 
uh, and the few survivors are on a never-ending train ride that goes around the world, and it's been like this for 17 years. So people have just been living in a train that has been going nonstop. And you're like, that's so wacky. But it's this movie almost about, like, classism and all this other things because it's like the really wealthy people live in the front, those who didn't have tickets live in the back, and those who live in the back live in, like, squalor pretty much. So Chris Evans is just so good in his role. There's There are some action scenes that are so good in it, especially as he's trying to then get to the front of the train um, where the like choreography should just be praised a lot more than it is. Because again, I don't think you hear anyone talk about it, but it's so well done. Um, And the fact that they're able to kind of do this in such an enclosed space. um, Yeah. There's a ton, ton of action in this movie. It's really good. It's really well shot. And if you can get past the bit of, funkiness because the director who I forget his name he also did um shit this like a uh, Jake Gyllenhaal movie on Netflix with Tilda Swinton so he kind of has this like very odd style to his movies but again if you can get past that Snowpiercer really good movie fair enough <clears throat> I remember I can't remember if Snowpiercer came out around Winter Soldier or the first Avenger. Um, But I was never really... If it came after first Avenger, I know that's why I didn't see it. Um, But if it came after after. Winter Soldier... It came after, but before Winter Soldier? Um, I'm not sure of the exact date, but it definitely was after Chris Evans already started being Captain America. Because I was... um, Oh, excuse me. I was never a uh, a fan of um, the first event. 2013. 2013. Okay. Okay, cool. Let me see Winter Soldier. Uh, well, that was after the oh, first Avengers movie. Yeah, so, okay. So, yeah, that was why I didn't see it. That was exactly why I still haven't seen it. Um, wasn't high on Chris, Chris Evans after the first Avenger um, at all. Uh, like, not even remotely. It took Winter Soldier for me to, like, get on board with Chris Evans as Captain America. Um, so that is why I think I've never seen that movie. But if you speak highly of it, T, I trust you. It's on Netflix, I believe. Um, so it's definitely something I can catch tonight or tomorrow, or before the weekend's over, yeah. for sure. Um, but I, that was why. Is, the choreography is just so good in the movie. Um, and if you were hesitant on Chris Evans being Captain America you should definitely check this out because you're like, wow, this guy actually does have, like, the chops to, uh, you know, go through with these action sequences. Fair enough. Like I said, I will take your recommendation and, and go <laughs> see it. As long as you promise to see The Professional, I will see <laughs> I promise. Um, and I will come back to you and tell you my thoughts. Um, but, Dom, I'm going to go to you. Uh, what are your thoughts on Snowpiercer? I've actually never seen anything but, like, the last 10 minutes, which did kind of intrigue me to want to see the rest of it. I just never got around to doing it. But, you know, seeing that um, – I mean, I kind of got some of the gist of it within the last, you know, few minutes, and I guess it's, you know, at least interesting enough that they didn't uh, – didn't they turn into a TV show or they were talking about turning into a TV show? Okay, yeah. 
So, I mean, it's got to be somewhat good if they, you know, want to try to venture into, um, you know, do making a show. So I would definitely, you know, go back and uh, check it out. Yeah, I'm going to make sure I, I, I definitely watch that movie. I, that is my promise to you, Tia. Um, but, Mark, your thoughts on Snowpiercer? Yes. Amen to everything Tia said. This movie is such a surprise. Um, you know, uh, I obviously watched it because I had just seen Avengers and Chris Evans, and I even like Chris Evans back from, you know, Scott Pilgrim and stuff like that um, beforehand. But this movie, just to read off some of the other actors, it has Ed Harris in it, who's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Tilda Swinton's in it. Octavia Spencer's in it. Um, and then there's a really good role by Allison Pill. Um, it's a teacher in it. And it's, it's the, everything she said is perfect. I can't top anything she said. But the one thing that always sticks with me, I don't know if you remember this, but when they look out the window at one point and they see the people that tried to escape the train oh, yeah. sort of thing, and it's, and it's just out there, and it's just, it is, it is one, of the, one of the best um, uh, cinematic moments of, of that movie. Uh, and it's just perfect. They they were able to take the idea of of this movie, and without doing too much of showing you the outside world, they give you enough of a glimpse that you get it, and then you understand what's going on on the train. They do a great job with that, and it, it's just a really surprising movie that I didn't think I I I have as high of an opinion on going in, but um, I I am really glad I saw it. All right. Like I said, I will definitely have by the end of the weekend my my thoughts on on that movie. Uh, I might even watch it after after this show. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Dom. I'm gonna go to you. Um, what are you picking as one of your best action movies? So one of my best is I don't I don't think a lot of people have seen it. I could be wrong, but it's definitely one that anytime that uh, it comes on TV, I definitely have to drop everything and watch it, and it is um, Rumble in the Bronx with uh, Jackie Chan. And it's your kind of classic action movie. He comes to city to visit an uncle, and he's a very, like, traditional uh, guy. He wants to do good, and, you know, he stops something bad from happening, and then a gang of, you know, thugs want to kill him or beat him up the entire movie. You can't really tell exactly if they want to kill him. Like, one guy wants to kill him. But, uh, yeah, it's, you know, Jackie Chan, of course, you know, does all his stunts, so everything is crazy over the top, but then also, like, hey, this is an actual person doing this, so it's possible. And um, just the, his choreography and the, I don't know, it's definitely, for me, a very... Uh, close to being a perfect traditional kind of action movie. Now, the acting of, for some of the people isn't as great because I think it is. Um, I'm not sure where it was shot, but you can definitely see where it looks kind of dubbed, where some of the voices seem kind of off, even though it is in New York. But uh, it's definitely a great movie and a fun movie to watch. It's it's funny you say that because, my my both of my aunts are huge fans of that movie. Uh, upstairs on one of our doors, like the size of the door, they have like this big ass poster, like on the back of it. Um, and it's funny because I agree with you in the sense of no one ever talks about that movie. That's why when you said <laughs> it, I was just like, 
I sw- I swore my aunts were the only <laughs> two people that that enjoyed that movie. Um, <laughs> but it was it was a, a, a fun action movie. Um, I did like it because it's not much of Jackie Chan's like action stuff that I don't enjoy. Um, right. that was one of the ones I did enjoy. And it's just, it's really funny you say it. Cause I'm telling you, man, when I tell them, they're like, I told you it was great. Um, <laughs> never really heard people talk about that movie much. Um, but Mark, your thoughts on, uh, Rumble in the Bronx. Yeah. So I, I remember, I've only seen it probably once or twice around the time it came out. Um, I do, I do remember enjoying it, but not anything I've really gone back on. I, I, I think, um, the, the best part about it is I'm just in awe in any movie I watch it in. It's just uh, seeing Jackie Chan do, do all the martial arts and um, uh, stuff that he does um, in those movies. And um, it's just, it, it, it's, it's just amazing that um, he could translate so well um, when, when so many other uh, Kung Fu uh, stars that came over during that time didn't really find it didn't really find that level to stay relevant. Um, but, yeah, Rumble in the Bronx is one that I heard all the hype uh, when he came over from family members um, that had, like, imported tape of, of, of Japanese, you know, uh, and, you know, Asian kung fu movies. Um, and, you know, remember enjoying it, but, but like I said, not, not many people talk about it, nor have I had the chance to see it since. Um, but I'm sure it's something that, you know, will still be good nowadays. Yeah, seeing Jackie Chan do Kung Fu is something that just kind of never really gets old. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, Tia, what are your thoughts? Oh, yeah, I mean, as far as, like, Jackie Chan movies go, this is a classic. It's just the fact that he does his own stunts. Um, at, if you guys remember, at some point, I mean, he was in everything. And out of all the movies that he's done, this one definitely is one of the ones that stands out. Um, I would have to agree with, you know, everything that you guys have been saying. It's certainly a classic. And talking about it just makes me miss, like, the Jackie Chan days. A hundred percent. That band was classic. And I can oh, even yeah. go as far as to say Jackie Chan, to a degree, was box office. Um, wasn't much he was doing that was, like, horrible at the box office or, like, didn't make money. Um, Kung Fu... Uh, to me, Kung Fu is something that will never die off. Like, it'll always be interesting if it's done well. That's why I need Ninja Assassins, the sequel. Please, someone listen to me. <laughs> um, but, Mark, I'm going to go to you. Um, what are you putting up first as your best action movie? So, um, I would be remiss for people that listen to this that know me or have heard me on other podcasts to not put out there a movie that I have touted as the greatest action movie of the last 20 years, which is Fast Five. Um, that movie is amazing. They drag a bank vault through Rio de Janeiro. It, <laughs> it was amazing that this movie, um, after how boring the fourth one was and how the series seemed to die off, that they just they found something here. And it was, it was just an amazing ride for the whole movie. Maybe it was, you know, the addition of, you know, um, you know, just having them be more of a, uh, you know, unbelievable sort of crime crew than just street racers. But uh, this movie just hit all the, all the great points for me of action. Um, 
and it's just something that stuck with me, and, and I've watched it multiple times, and uh, I don't know your guys' opinion on even the series itself, but this movie is one that, that tops my list. I'll, I'll say this to the day I die. The fact that it's still alive, like this, this franchise, will always be one of the most, like, ninth wonder things of the world to me. Um, mainly because, like, it's still called Fast and the Furious, and, like, they don't even race anymore. Like, they'll do it as, like, a little <laughs> nod sometimes. It's now just a full-on action-adventure movie. Um, but I can't lie to you. Um, after that one, I think it was when Letty died, Was it was just called Fast and the Furious. Um, yeah. That was the fourth one. Um, the fourth then you kind of see the addition of The Rock. The Rock kind of made you think, like, all right, Ain't no way in hell they're racing, like, in this movie. Like, no, ain't no, no racing no. going to be going on. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really, really, really good bounce back. The same way I thought um, Fast and Furious was a great bounce back from Tokyo Drift that, like, I still to this yeah. day don't consider part of the Fast and Furious franchise because um, it was so god-awful. Um but yeah, it was it was a really great bounce back, and I thought it, it breathed new life. And then the you know the end credit scene of Letty is still alive, like it was like oh my god, like it was it was it yeah. was a breath of fresh air for the yeah. franchise. Um, and they haven't looked back. I still go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say that moment. I'm glad you brought it up. Made me feel like they turned this into like a comic book at that point, where yeah. nobody's really ever dead. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely and a comic book yeah. now. In the sense of like it's it's now breaking off like it's now branched yeah. into like we're getting spinoffs. Um, I'm sure there'll be an all female Fast and Furious movie at some point. Um, you got Hobbs and Shaw that's coming out soon. So yeah, I, I'm still gonna stand tall on at some point. Their like their mission is gonna be like you have to save someone from like blowing up the moon or there's like a, a yep. warhead in the bottom of the yep. volcano you got to go retrieve. Like it's going to eventually get like ridiculous. Um, yeah. But no, Fast they have been. To... Yeah, yeah. Fast 10 has to be in space. I mean, that's, oh, yeah, 100%. that's a given. 100%. Has to be 100%. And of, of course, Vin Diesel is going to have like a DeLorean version of like his, uh, his, his favorite car. Like it's going to get really ridiculous. We, we know it's getting there. Um, but no, to be honest with you, I have like, more than I dislike of this franchise. I'm just shocked that it still exists. <laughs> it's the biggest thing to me. Um, if yep. you had told me, like, in the on Too Fast, Too Furious, that this would become a huge franchise that then would spin off and, and have different versions of it and stuff like that and go possibly eight, nine, ten deep, I'd say there's no way. It's a movie about racing. Like, there's only so much you could do. And they were like, exactly. That's why we don't race anymore. We're in action adventure now. Um, so, God bless. Um, <laughs> uh, Tia, your thoughts on Fast Five and your favorite actor, I mean, The Rock? <laughs> Listen, I actually like The Rock. He's definitely not um, Ben Affleck in my book, but. Uh, oh, wow. Thank you. Shot fired. <laughs> I have. <laughs> At this at this point, I have to like actually do it just because of you, Juwan. But I, I think I I think I saw the first Fast and the Furious, and that was about it. Um, you know, not to sound like a you know typical girl or something, but I was like, yeah, oh, racing, okay, whatever, fine, right, yeah. Um, I would so, I would yeah. say 
I would say if that's your mindset, like, oh, I didn't like all the racing and stuff, it'd be good to get into it now because, like, they don't race at all. Um, so it's not even, like, like it's not even race-driven. Um, according to uh, Michelle Rodriguez, they're going to start to lean for it to be more female-driven also. Um, you know, so to me, I, I kind of feel like if you didn't like that it was all about racing, it's completely gotten away from that. Um, so I would say – go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, yeah, I see that with the Hobbs and Shaw trailer. I mean, what's going <laughs> on with this franchise? <laughs> Once The Rock got in there, they were, they were just like, all right, like, cars, they don't matter. Like, I think Fast 6, like, you had the uh, Jason Statham and Vin Diesel's cars, like, smashed into each, other, into each other, and neither one of them were hurt. They got out and started fighting. I'm like, all right, this is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> what is going on now? Like, Vin Diesel stomped and, like, the ground broke. I'm like, all right, they're superheroes now. Like, they're legit becoming, like, Avengers. Um, so, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, yeah. you got to you gotta walk into these movies like, all right, they're just, like, action films. Like, don't walk into it thinking, like, you're about to get, like, an Oscar kind of movie or anything. And I think you'll you'll enjoy it, you know. It's, well, to yeah, be fair, not I, super think they should ha- I think that they should have ended it once Paul Walker passed away, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, yeah, good. Yeah, I, I was gonna say, yeah, exactly. The um, and and plus that movie has the greatest five minutes of of Rock being the Rock in that movie, where he breaks out of a cast by himself by just flexing his arm, and then the next thing he's doing, he's walking down the street with a minigun in his hand. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> I mean, he broke out of the cast as if his arm, like, was not ever hurt. Like, it was just like, and he fell out of the building onto a car, and all that was was broken was his arm. It was just like, all right, like, come on. You you guys are ridiculous. And now they're bringing in John Cena. It's going to get even more ridiculous. It's just, let's move on. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We're going to go around, get everyone's second uh, best action, uh, action movies. I'm going to go with one that I still think is a classic. I think this is, when I say classic, I mean, I think 10 years from now, kids should see this movie. Well, not like actual kids, but the next generation, when they get older, should see this this movie. It was so well done, top to bottom. Smoking Aces will always be in my top five. That movie can never do any wrong besides doing a sequel that was just like purest form of garbage. Um, but that first movie was so freaking good. If you haven't seen it, just to name you a few of the actors in that movie, because it was riddled with great actors. Ryan Reynolds, Jared Piven, Ben Affleck, I know Tia, Ray Liotta, <laughs> Alicia Keys, Andy Garcia, Tommy Flanagan, uh, Taraji P. Henson, Jason Bateman, uh, excuse me, Chris Pine, Common, <clears throat> uh, Matthew Fox, even though that was for like three seconds, Joel Edgerton, um, and those are, like, all the, the huge, huge, huge heavy-hitting names. Um, that movie was very well done. Uh, a movie that I thought was, like, from the trailer, it seems like it's a comedy. Uh, and it's like, w- what are they doing here? And then when you see it, you're like, man, it's a lot of fun. It's humorous because, of course, Ryan Reynolds is in it. Um, it's hilarious. Um, it's so much action. And then you kind of get towards the, the second half, towards the end of the movie, a lot of, a lot of drama. From it, uh, a lot of feeling. That end scene with Ryan Reynolds pulling the plugs at the end, where the movie, uh, the music gets really tense, really heavy. Um, I loved everything about that movie. Jeremy Piven was freaking awesome in that movie, um, and so was 
quiet but not kept Ryan Reynolds. And Tia, if have you seen Smoking Aces, Tia? I, I think I, I, I've seen it once. It's been a really long time. I remember really enjoying it. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's been like a really long time since I've seen it. Well, here's the biggest reason why you should go and see it again. Like, you've seen it, so it's not a spoiler to you. But, like, Ben Affleck's character dies in it. So, like, you know, you can get some some enjoyment out of that, you know. As it broke my heart, you can, you know, you can savor in it a little bit. Um, but no, I really did truly enjoy this movie. I thought it was well directed. The twist didn't really jump at me like like uh, it was supposed to. The twist was kind of like, nah, I don't really need twists in action films. Um, but yeah, I did think it was very well done. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, Dom, I'm going to go to you first. Uh, your thoughts on Smoke and Aces. Uh, I've actually have not seen this one. I I do remember Ooh. you uh, mentioning mentioning it before, and I remember like looking it up, and I was like, okay, maybe I do need to watch this. Uh, I did. I found it online somewhere, and I have it like bookmarked, so I'm gonna try to watch it uh, sometime soon because it. I remember when it came out, and I and I did want to see it, but I believe that was like my uh, freshman year in college when it came out, and I really didn't have any time, so I just never got around to watching it. I will say, because a lot of people uh, didn't notice uh, that that's who it was, but Chris Pine, to me, is one of those characters in that movie that stole the show for me. Um, He was so much fun uh, to watch him. Taraji P. Henson, I enjoyed a lot. Alicia Keys was really good in this movie also. Um, I think this is one of the... This is one of the first times I had ever seen her act or Common act. And I thought they both did a really good job. Common more so than Alicia Keys. But, um, but yeah, I enjoyed both of them. Um, you should definitely see it. Like, Okay, so we now have this set. Mark is the only one that does not have, like, homework. Like, I have Snowpiercer. <laughs> Thea has a professional. You have Smoke and Aces. Um, we got homework <laughs> this weekend. Um, <laughs> Mark, I'm going to go to you. Um, your thoughts on Smoke and Aces. Yeah, so I, I I'm actually actually surprised that that someone brought this up. I I own it on DVD, um, so this movie is really good. It's one of those movies amongst many of the ones that I own on that ancient uh, thing known as DVD um, <laughs> that I saw it in theaters and went immediately. When this comes out, I'm buying it. Um, yeah. the movie stuck with me right away. Um, Jeremy Piven probably. Um, in a terms of a movie, probably my favorite role of his in a movie. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he can be hit or miss for me and, and most other things. Um, but yeah, you just run into the cast. Everybody is is just amazing in it, and they they do such a good job of you know just keeping the set pieces. You know, in terms of the action, um, really well done. Um, not makes them too overwhelming. Um, you kind of get everybody's motivation in without it feeling really, you know, forced at any point. And they just do, they just do a good job of just uh, uh, setting up, um, you know, why everybody wants uh, Buddy Israel to die uh, <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and by the way, that's a, that's a great name for a, um, a magician um, <laughs> in Vegas. But, yeah, so it's just, it's, it's a movie that, I've watched um, multiple times, um, more more so uh, in years past than, than now, uh, mostly because I, I have it on DVD and 
Um, should probably pick it up on Blu-ray at some point. But, um, yeah, it, it's a very good choice. It's, it's one of those movies that I think, um, you know, gets forgotten um, uh, along the way because it, it was one of those ensemble movies at a time when a lot of movies were doing ensemble stuff during, during the mid-2000s. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely one everybody should, should check out. Um, it's really going to come down to how much you like Jeremy Piven. If you yeah. really hate him, you're probably not going to like this movie. Um, so uh, just be aware of that uh, when you do try and pick it up. Absolutely. And <clears throat> to play uh, right off of you, if you are a fan of Jeremy Piven, it's definitely one of his best performances. Um, he was yeah. amazing in it. I, I, I loved him. And I, I don't know how you felt about it, Mark, but I loved coming as a compliment uh, to yeah. Jeremy Piven uh, throughout that entire movie. That was when I was like, all right, like, I love Common as a rapper, but wait, he can act? Like, really act? Okay, I'm, I'm going to start paying attention to Common. And then Suicide Squad happened. Yeah. But anyway. Um... <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll ignore that. We'll ignore that. Um, we'll ignore that. I'm sorry, Tia. I'm, you know, I'm sorry. You know, how much, you know how much I like Suicide Squad, so is that what? how this night is going to go? Is that how this night I is going to go? Know, I did not know you enjoyed the Suicide <laughs> Squad, Tia. That's what? <laughs> um, <laughs> not the Suicide Squad. That hasn't come out yet. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. When that one comes out, that's going to be what I, I, I call the Suicide Squad. Like, the first one didn't happen. This is the Suicide <laughs> Squad. Like, this is the first one we had. Um Excuse me. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go back around. Everyone's gonna give me another one of their best action movies. And Tia, um, I'm gonna start with you. Uh, what else are you putting out there as your best action movie? I am going to put out 13 Hours uh, with your boy John Krasinski is in it, uh, and my boy Pablo Schreiber. I don't know if you've seen this movie, but it is uh, based on. The... I'm sorry. No, I said I have. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, I loved 13 Hours. That shit was intense. Um, I just remember at some point as they were getting into the thick of everything, and that shit seemed to just go for nonstop for 40 minutes straight. And at the end of the movie, when you thought that it was going to be more, and you're like, oh, my God, how much more can these guys take right now? And it was, like, exhausting, but not in, like, you know, a bad way exhausting when a movie is, tiresome it's like you just felt how tired and burnt out that they must have been and I just thought that like that was wall-to-wall action it was great um you know they had a few moments of really gruesome when like limbs were being blown off and shit um yeah I really enjoyed 13 hours I actually watched it maybe within the past year so I definitely didn't watch it when it first came out but I'm really happy that I decided to check it out yeah, I will say um, I'll I'll start by saying this. Um, Michael Bay directed it. I hate Michael Bay, um, so like I, I hate to give it praise. <laughs> I despise Michael Bay for Transformers uh, and Ninja Turtles. Um, I'll never forgive him never for that. that. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forgive him for that. And the fact that he did Bad Boys and other good movies, like nope, nope, still does not wipe <laughs> your slate clean for what you did to Transformers and Ninja Turtles. But as it goes to this movie, 13 Hours, um, it was my first time seeing John Krasinski not in a um, work shirt with a tie um, and, you know, acting with Pam. So it was really good to see him in a serious role. 
Uh, and he works that beard thing. Like, I kind of feel like that's in his contract. Like, he needs that beard. Um, oh, yeah. That's why I'm kind of like, if, if his Reed has a beard, like, if he does become, like, uh, Reed Richards, I kind of want him in the beard. Like, that's all I really, <laughs> really remember John Krasinski in, movie-wise, just him rocking that huge beard. Um, no, I, I really did love the acting in it. Um, I, I thought it was well done. It kind of fell flat for me a little bit towards the end, but I, I did enjoy it. And IMDb that we now, you know, know is like, I guess the the holy grail of grading movies gave it a 7.3 out of 10. Um, so it did something right. IMDb loved it. Um, I, I did enjoy it also. See, I didn't have any issues with it outside of the fact of Michael Bay's name is on it. Um, well, it <laughs> um, uh, before... Before you yeah. pass on, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It did no also way. get the it did also get the thumbs up from all of the surviving soldiers of that real life event. So that has to say for something that they all watched and they all said, you know, yeah, this is pretty much exactly how it freaking happened. Yeah, that's usually good because if you're doing a movie based off of of soldiers and they're still here and they're like, I hated it. You you definitely got a you got a problem on your hands. So the fact that they enjoyed it, um, it's it's something really good. Um, I'll give credit to whoever wrote it because I'm not giving credit to Michael Bay. Uh, <laughs> but Dom, uh, I'm gonna go to you. Have you seen in the actual full title? Let me go back. Excuse me. I, I thought it was just called Thirteen Hours, but it's called Thirteen no, Hours: like Secret a... Soldiers of Benghazi. Um, that's a lot. Uh, it sounds like a Michael Bay name. Um, but, uh, Dom, your thoughts on 13 Hours? See, this is another one that I haven't seen. Uh, <laughs> well, part, and partly because I'm very um, wishy-washy with military-type movies because um, they're either, like, super action-packed or they're, like, really, like, somewhat of a – philosophical type of movie. Like, I love The Hurt Locker, but it's, like, super, like, long, and if you're really not in that mood to watch that type of movie, then you're like, I thought I was watching a military movie. Um, But, yeah, I haven't seen it. I I really don't. I'm really not sure if I even had heard of it. Um, But, yeah, usually if a military movie comes out, if I catch it, when it comes on, you know, Netflix or on TV, then I might watch it, but I usually don't ever go see any of them in theaters. Yeah, I will say <clears throat> I don't usually watch them. Like, Black Black Hawk Down is, is a favorite of mine, and a movie that I think is, like, war-based that gets super slept on is Kingdom with um, Jamie Foxx. I, I love, uh-huh. love, love, love that movie. Um, I thought it was very well done. Um but yeah, no, this this is good. And if you saw Kingdom and liked Kingdom, um, I don't know if it's Kingdom or The Kingdom, whatever. I think you'll like 13 Hours, uh, honestly. Um, and I definitely think you, you should check it out. Um, like I said, it was good. It was good. Again, any of uh, the hostility I have towards it is more so towards its director, not really towards the actual <laughs> movie itself. Um, so please don't let my words be what's like, ah, maybe I won't see it. Definitely, when when you get a chance to catch it, um, definitely watch it. I, I did enjoy it. Um, excuse me, Mark, uh, your thoughts on 13 hours. Yeah. So, um, I think I've only seen this movie once when it came out, you know, um, uh, cause how intense it is in, in terms of the fighting 
um, and, and it being a true life story. It's not one of those I really want to go back and watch again. But one of the things um, that I did take away from this movie, outside of John Krasinski's glorious beard, um, <laughs> was that he I, it made me a believer that he could do the transition. Because um, I, I always have a theory, and it's probably a, a well-known one, that it's a lot easier for actors that do comedy in the beginning to translate the drama than it is for the vice versa to happen. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And you know, this solidified for me, okay, he's going to be able to go make movies and still be able to come back to comedy sort of like, I don't know if he's at this level, but sort of like a Tom Hanks did and does um, with his movies. But um, one of the things with this that, um, while watching it, you could very. I went in skeptical because of being Michael Bay, <laughs> you're 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 looking for, and there's no shortage of it with explosions and you know camera work and all that stuff. But um, I think it was the actors in the movie that really, re- really made this um, make you forget that that it was Michael Bay. Um, yeah, and, and it all yeah, and it also gave me a good reason to not worry when he got cast as Jack Ryan. Um, even though I haven't seen the show, but um, I saw a lot of people when that casting happened going, the guy from The Office, why would we, he, he can't be that kind of character. And I oh, know no, all of those so people good. did, yeah, that all of these people did not see 13 Hours <laughs> before making those comments because he owns it and then Quiet Place just solidified it. And yeah, if you guys haven't seen this movie and you're any kind of fan of John Krasinski, good. Go and see it. It, 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 it. It's probably something you only want to watch once, at least in my opinion. Um, but it, it, is a, it is a darn good movie, and he does a real good job in it. And, you know, basically everything, uh, you know, Tia said uh, about it is, is, is spot on. And, um, yeah, it's one of those that kind of slips through the cracks, mainly because of it, it being a, you know, based on a true story. Mark, I will Jack say. Ryan was really good, so definitely, okay. I mean, it's only, it's only eight episodes, so if you have time, just sit down and watch it. It moves really fast. Okay. Well, I guess I have homework now, Juwan. <laughs> uh, there you go. Now we all have homework. <laughs> Finally, everyone has homework now. Uh, I will ask you, Tia, does he have that glorious beard in Jack Ryan? He does. He does. Yeah. He does? He wait, has the no. beard? Wait. Oh, my God. No. Wait, I'm lying. No, he doesn't. I think I no beard. I I was imagining Uh, the beard, but no beard in Jack Ryan. But it's it's okay. It doesn't look like Jim. He does. He doesn't have the haircut. It's the haircut that really like drives the whole Jim, you know, thingy. It's all right. I'll just put like (laughs) fake hair on the screen every time he's there, just to imagine him with that glorious beard. Um, but I definitely also have to check out. Say it again. Is that is that what you do when you watch Justice League? You put a little mustache on Henry Cavill every time he goes by? <laughs> I still, to this day, I'm like, I, I get it. I get that you don't have a mustache in Superman, but, like, to me, I'm like, as bad as it looks, just give him the mustache. Like, I could live with it. Like, as I'm watching it, I'm just going to be like, all right, I can't take this movie seriously, but, like, I'd much rather see that than to see what they gave us. But, yeah, I, I do always imagine some kind of hair somewhere on his face um, rather than whoever's fake mouth they use for that. Um, oh God, God bless Warner Brothers. Um, anyway, <laughs> getting off of, we left bad, so we don't have to focus on Warner Brothers. Um, 
Who, who's up next? Let me see. We did Mark. No, Mark, did you go yet? You didn't. Dom just went, right? No, Tia just went. Dom, you yeah, didn't I, go. Yeah, Mark, I think I think both of us need to do uh, okay, a second good. movie. I think Dom. So. Good. Okay, perfect. Dom, um, what are you picking next for your best action movie? Uh, for my next, and if you ever if you ever look at like my list, most of my action movies are based in some form of martial arts. And I grew up watching, you know, old kung fu movies. And I was been around martial arts for like half of my life because my sister took Taekwondo, and then I ended up working in the, I added Taekwondo for five years. So my uh, my next choice is um, Kill Bill, and I'm a big fan of like Quentin Tarantino's movies, along with like Robert Rodriguez. And um, now, while it, it is slightly, of course, like over the top because uh, you know it's Tarantino, um, I thought it, it was fun the way that it's, you know, written and narrated and how you don't really know, uh, they never say her name and the fight scenes, like with the crazy 88. Um, and, you know, she's like, I, you know, she comments like, you know, they call the crazy 88. I'm not really sure if there's actually 88 of them. Um, it's a, it's a fun movie. It's a cool story. Um, yeah, I love it. I love it. I definitely have to say, me and you are going to have to definitely sit back and talk Robert Rodriguez uh, films, <clears throat> because I love that man's films. Um, I think he did City 2. I don't count that. I, I try not to count directors <laughs> I like's worst films. Um, so putting that out of of his great work, uh, I just I love what that man does uh, with, with his movies. But Quentin Tarantino... That's, if not one of my favorite all-time directors, definitely uh, my top three. Um, I think I've loved everything Quentin Tarantino has done. Kill Bill was such, such a great movie. Um, First of all, Quentin Tarantino made me believe Vivica A. Fox was like an assassin. Like, I never thought I would ever (laughs) say those words. Um, But it was just so well done. And I, I remember after I saw that movie with my dad, um, like when I got home, we were sitting in the living room and he was watching something and like, he kept looking over at me. He's like, what are you doing to the wall? I kept trying to like punch my, my hand doing that technique. (laughs) I kept trying to do that. Yes. And he's like, can you knock it off before like you put a dent or something in the wall? Uh, I just, I, I loved everything about that movie. So well done. The second one. Um, usually movies like that don't really have a, a good sequel. This the sequel was great. I love the sequel also. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also feel like this movie should never be rebooted. Like, don't don't ever revisit this movie. Let this stay right. in the Smithsonian, um, where it belongs. It was just it was perfect. Um, Kill Bill is a great, and I think I'm remembering correctly. The first one was the all yellow jumpsuit against Lucy Liu and like all the uh all the names yeah. right because it ended yeah. with them saying uh talking about her daughter right yeah okay good 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 I'm remembering correctly um yes great pick amazing pick glad glad it was put on here it was definitely going to be mentioned by me at some point whether it was honorable mention before we ended the show or if I had a shot at doing um a third action uh best action movie so Thank you for putting it on here. And again, me and you got to geek out about Robert Rodriguez. Um, but um, Tia, uh, your thoughts on Kill Bill? 
first of all, Quentin Tarantino is just like a star freaking director. The, every single one of his movies is amazing. Uh, Kill Bill, Uma Thurman, Lucy Liu, like everything about this uh, freaking movie is just badass. Um, I love it. And it's so iconic, as you said. Please do not ever redo this movie. It is good as is. No one will be able to fill, uh, you know, Uma Thurman's shoes. Just leave it alone. Yeah, I love this movie. I love every single movie of Quentin Tarantino's. And it's just awesome always to see a badass lady at the forefront of the film. Absolutely. I think that was one of the biggest reasons why I loved it. It was just like, yes, like go out there and kill them guys. Like, yes, I love seeing that. <laughs> um, and No, it was just so well written. It was so well directed. And I just had so much fun with it. And I loved the, um, I believe it was the wedding scene. I believe that was Samuel Jackson that was narrating. And it's like Quentin Tarantino will find any and every way possible to work <laughs> Samuel Jackson into any movie he does. Um, so I'm really curious with this new movie coming out that, that Quentin did, is Samuel Jackson somewhere in it? And I feel like, yes, he will be somewhere in that movie. Um, even if like his, his character is random black guy too, Samuel Jackson will be in that movie somewhere. Um, that is just like a go-to for Quentin. Um, but yeah, Mark, uh, your thoughts on Kill Bill? Yeah, yeah so Kill Bill, uh, w- one of the great great things about, um, just to start off with Tarantino, is he's at his best when he's not so much um, ingrained in the dialogue, like when, when he lets the movie actually be a good movie um, and, and doesn't worry about having the quick, snappy dialogue or the conversations. That's why, you know, Pulp Fiction and, you know, stuff like that are, are top-notch. And th- th- this does it. It tells a good story. Um, and it, it has something for everyone. You know, there's a great action scene for, uh, you know, Kung Fu stuff, and um, there's some pretty good acting um, uh, from Uma Thurman and, and Lucy Liu um, in, in the monologues they give them. Uh, there's also something for foot fetishes, and um, <laughs> and, and there's um, something for, for people that like classic Tarantino writing. Um, and he, it's, it's one of his more, I don't know, amongst us, it doesn't sound like it, but, uh, among people I know, it seems to be like one of his more underappreciated ones. Um, you know, nobody really jumps to this one first, but, um, I saw it in theaters and, and was, and was, and was blown away by it. Um, it, it Uma Thurman is the right pick, um, for that character, uh, just the way they portrayed her and just, just the, just the action sequences when he really gets into wanting a, a visual style, um, he knows how to just make it pop and make it work really well. Um, and, and this movie is nothing but that. It's a really good, really good action movie. Um, and one that, um, you know, I, I always say I want to revisit, but I haven't really had the chance to. Uh, but, yeah, I'm excited, as you said, just to see what, what he does next. I will always go to the theater to see a Tarantino movie. A hundred percent. And for any Tarantino fans out there, I believe all of his movies are on Netflix. I know for a fact, Hateful Eight, Kill Bill 1 and 2, yeah. and um, uh, Reservoir Dogs, I think. I yeah. think is, yeah. I think it's on there. 
I, I, th- I think majority of whatever Quentin Tarantino's directed is on Netflix. So if you have Netflix, no excuse, go see him. Um, especially Kill Bill. Um, but yeah, um, great, great, great movie. Glad it got a sequel. Glad the sequel was really good, and I'm glad they ended it at the sequel. Don't do a third. Right. Mm-hmm. No need. Yeah. Um, that's where Matrix kind of made their mistake. Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> Mark. You could kind of uh, yeah. round us out. Uh, what's your yeah. second best action movie? Yeah, so I will go back a little further, um, probably uh, older than most of us here. Um, but uh, it, it's got to be a movie that uh, that spawned the inspiration for a great video game that we had mentioned earlier. I'm talking about Big Trouble in Little China. And, of course, there's very much a Mortal Kombat influence. Um, you can see throughout this movie. I don't know if any of you ever made the connection. Um, but, yeah, there, there's a guy that looks exactly like Raiden. The, the boss is exactly like Shao Kahn. And uh, it's, just, it's a really well done um, in, in terms of telling a, a, a mystical story while, while keeping it as grounded as possible. Um, and it's Kirk Russell at, at his best um, in this film. And it's just it's got really good, you know, the humor mixed with, you know, action, and it plays really well um, with sort of the the uh, the strengths that 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 Kurt has as an actor. And it's one of the movies that I'll watch anytime it's on TV, no matter what point it's at. Um, I will go through it, and um, yeah, I don't know your guys' experience with it, but it's definitely one of mine. Probably. Um, like Juwan says, it's like one of those movies that sticks in my top five no matter what. What was the name one more time, uh, Mark? A Big Trouble in Little China. Ooh, okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Dom, what are your thoughts? So I this one I've seen, it was it's such a, it's been such a long time ago that I've seen it, uh, but it was definitely uh, one of those movies uh, that Along the same lines, like at that time of my life, <laughs> it was like this movie and like Last Action Hero. Um, one of those movies that like it's fun to watch and, and it has the classic action movie like tropes that you want to see. And like you said, I mean it's it's Kurt Russell, so I mean you can't go too wrong because you're actually gonna have a guy who's gonna give you the action and do a good job. Um, but like I said, I've, I've seen it for a long time, so I can't really say too much more about it. Yeah, I actually don't remember much of it, so maybe this is on my homework also. Um, definitely one I'm gonna have to go back to because when I think Kurt Russell, I think um, Dom. You know what movie I think when I think Kurt Russell? Come on, come on. Roadhouse. <laughs> no, God, no, no, not Roadhouse. Um, Robert <laughs> Rodriguez. Crazy. From Robert Rodriguez. Uh, I can't think of it. Oh, oh my goodness! Uh, uh, what's it called? Um, 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 Death Proof. Yes, 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 yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. I thought yeah. uh, Rosario <laughs> Dawson. Rosario Dawson yeah. was in that. She was freaking amazing. Um, <laughs> all right, let me not get into that movie. But yes, anytime I hear <laughs> Kurt Russell. That's the first movie I think of because I freaking love (laughs) that movie. Uh, Again, Robert Rodriguez. Um, But uh, Tia, what are your thoughts on uh, on Mark's pick? 
Um, I've never seen it, but it actually has appeared on plenty of lists of uh, guilty pleasure movies. So I guess that's all I'm going to say about it. But, you know, hey, Kurt Russell, so classic. <laughs> Pretty much. Kurt Russell usually means classic. Um, I, I did want to ask you, I'm, I'm going to start with you, Dom. Um, how high, like out of or on a top ten list, how high would you uh, would you put Matrix? Uh man, Matrix is Matrix is pretty pretty high for me, um, uh, because of uh, for one I I got a new appreciation for it once I like took a philosophy class and then I started looking it up and how there's like this deep philosophical meaning and a lot of things in the movies, but the fact that it was um it was kind of, it was it was for one it was out of the blue for me. And it was very like original, and then you had the classic, you know, dodging the bullet scene. They got like remade in every single cartoon and movie after that for a while. Um, yeah, it's pretty. It's, I'd say it's probably probably number ten in my top ten. Mm, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Tia. Where would you put uh, Matrix in your in your top ten? Um, I guess if we were going in, like, descending order, then probably, like, number four, I would say. Hmm. Like, you know, with one being the highest. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, that, I, I understand. Yeah. Man, I, Dom, I do at some point have to figure out what your nine, what your one through nine is, that <laughs> matrix is thin. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have to have that conversation one day. Um, but four, I, I, I like four to you. I definitely like four. I think four is a good spot for Matrix. Um, it was definitely a game changer. Uh, we haven't seen anything like that uh, since, action-wise. Even though somewhat, I know people tell me this all the time, and I'm like, eh, not really. That Christian Bale, Tay Diggs, uh, whatever, Momentum or something, whatever the name of that movie was, kind of Matrix-y. I, okay, but no, not really. Yes, yes, thank you, thank you. Why did I say momentum? Why did I think momentum? Yes, because there was yes. memento with Guy Pierce. <laughs> Maybe that's why, and I love Guy Pierce in that movie a lot. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't yeah. know why I went there. Um, but anyway, yes, no, that is a poor man's version of Matrix. Um, but excuse me, Mark, where would you put Matrix? Yeah, so so Matrix definitely makes it in to my top five, probably with you know not much time thinking about it. You know, I don't know if I could put it at an exact number, but yeah, it was a movie that um, I was. You're wowed about every scene you see because it's something you, you know, that kind of technology you never really seen before. Um, so it was something that always will stick in your mind as that first experience seeing that slow mo, and plus Keanu's amazing in just about anything he's in, um, and it's just. It was it was a, it was a it, you used the right word that uh, term uh, Joanne just a game changer in terms of action and the way action shot and uh, the way you can sort of tell story around action um, and they completely ruined it with the other two movies but uh, if we're going to <laughs> stick with uh, <laughs> the Matrix here um, they did they did a really good job of um, telling this post-apocalyptic story. Um, without getting too much into the lore, which is what I think uh, harms the, the, the last two um, movies so much, and just let the action speak for itself. 
and it was really, really top-notch um, action and something that, you know, I try to see if it's on every so often, but I don't see it on as much anymore. Um, obviously, if you go to streaming and stuff like that, you can go find it, but normally I just, you know, don't search things out when I go into Netflix. It's whatever pops up on the screen usually um, if I don't have anything tagged already. Um, so, but, I will yeah, say- Matrix... I will say this as far as television, um, AMC religiously plays all three of the Matrix oh. and all three of the Godfathers literally every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Never fails. Um, and coincidentally, I love both all of the Godfathers in two of the Matrix. So I'm always uh, game anytime I see that it's on. Um, so I, I'm always yeah. hyped anytime I see that, especially Godfather. Um, all right. So another yeah. one I want to ask really quickly, um, really quickly, you guys' response. I think is the greatest hybrid movie. It's the greatest Christmas action movie ever. And yes, it is a Christmas movie because it takes oh, place during Christmas. Um, <laughs> same way Home Alone is a Christmas movie because it takes place during Christmas. So I've had this conversation like 30 times. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to start with you. Where you put Die Hard on your list? Ah. Ooh, yikes. <laughs> I, I, it's like I like Die Hard but I'm not subscribed to like the cult following that I feel like so many other people are but I, I guess like a 7 or an 8 if one was like the best Whew, okay uh, <laughs> alright heart just broke Um, ooh, sorry I got a rebound from that guys alright um, Dom <laughs> Please tell me Die Hard is higher on your list. <laughs> yeah, so like like I said, I'm, I'm a I'm a classic action movie guy, so Die Hard is like in my top top six. Um, it's hard like not to like that movie. I mean, anything where it's a shoot 'em up, bang bang movie that's done slightly over the top is always like you know without looking comical. It's always good in my book. Yeah. And, and Dom, can you agree that it's one of the best Christmas movies ever? Like, come on. Does that not yeah, bring the family definitely. together? Come on. <laughs> like, come on. Good old good old murder brings the family together, you know, around <laughs> the Christmas tree, some snow, some eggnog. Nothing like a good old-fashioned murder uh, movie that brings brings the kids and the grandparents stuff together. Um, Mark, Definitely the perfect contrast. Right? Thank you. Thank you. Um, my mom hates it every time Christmas comes, and I'm like, let's put this on. She's like a Christmas story. I'm like, die hard. What is oh, wrong with you? Your, mo- your mom knows what she's talking about, Sean. Just no, I know what I'm talking about. There's nothing better than eggnog and murder first thing in the morning. Uh, <laughs> to set the tone, uh, Mark, where are you putting die hard on your list? Yeah, so, so die hard is definitely one of my top. Um, of all time, probably falls in, you know, right in line with The Matrix. Um, I, I do agree it's a Christmas movie. I was a little nervous when you started that speech. I thought you were going to go for Batman Forever. Um, oh, you know, God, no. No, movie. Mark, no. <laughs> oh. Don't even joke like but, that. Uh, <laughs> but um, anyway, the this, this movie is great. The It, it has probably one of the more iconic villains um, that action movies have seen. Um, even if you, you know, don't know the name Hans Gruber, um, 
you know, you, you at least have, have seen him in some kind of clip on TV or something like that, or, or seen some kind of, you know, inspired by villain um, in another, in another action movie. But uh, the entire thing, it's just, it's, it's peak Bruce Willis um, when he, you know, was at, at his top in terms of acting and comedy and um, just finding um, himself as an actor and uh, sort of setting him on that, 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 uh, that trajectory that saw him through the rest of the eighties and, and into the nineties, um, go, but yeah, that's definitely a Christmas movie. Um, and it, it's one of those things where, um, you, you, the only things you need for Christmas movies are it's around Christmas time. And, uh, at some point there was a Christmas tree in the shot and I will call it a Christmas movie. Sounds sounds accurate to me. I mean, it fits all the descriptions you need for a Christmas movie, um, and that's why it's one of my favorite Christmas movies. Um, by the way, when I do have uh, a child, boy or girl, by the way, their name will be Hans Gruber. I, I just want them to just be okay with it, <laughs> oh, accept Lord. it, understand that you will be um, one of the greatest villains of all time. You're just gonna have to live with it. Whatever. I had to live with Jawan, and then they made Jawan a man. So if I can make it through that. <laughs> You can make it through being Hans Gruber, okay? Like, you can take that on the chin. Um, but yes, yes. Also, I remember when I, I watched this, because um, I watched the DVDs. Obviously, I didn't watch this in theaters. Um, I watched the DVDs with my dad, and I was like, after the first Die Hard, I was like, there's no way this franchise can get any better. And he's like, guess what? I'm like, what? He's like, Samuel Jackson is in one of them. I was like, ooh, yes. Like that, that immensely makes it so much more entertaining is to see Samuel Jackson and Bruce Willis in a movie together. Sign me up. Love that one. Um, but all right, it's very quickly. The second best Die Hard. Oh, absolutely. Die and I will say, is, yeah. I, I will say, like, everyone's going to be like, oh, Juwan, you're out of your mind. I, I love the one with Justin Long. Sorry. I'll go to my grave saying that. I love that one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yes, really quickly, I want a. Um, I can't believe I just forgot the term. Honorable mention from everyone. I'm going to go really quickly. I'm going to go I Am Legend. I Am Legend is, I thought, something Will Smith should have been nominated for. Thought he was freaking amazing. Thought him talking to mannequins was one of the more depressing things I had ever seen in my entire life. Um, well, no, I did see a lady in a all-fur coat shoveling snow. That was the saddest thing I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Um but yes, I thought I Am Legend was a classic of Will's. Um, yeah, so I'm going I Am Legend. Tia, your honorable mention? Battle Royale, the uh, the Japanese movie that uh, freaking, oh my God, The Hunger Games wishes it was. <laughs> I did not watch any of The Hunger Games, so I love that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dom, honorable mention. Uh, I'm going to go It Man. Uh, you know, it's kind of about, like, uh, Bruce Lee's teacher who taught on Wing Chun. And I'm pretty sure there's, like, two there's two sequels. I think they're all on Netflix, if not one of them is. And it's a lot of kung fu type action and a lot of punches. It's, it's really good. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. Um, Mark, honorable mention. Yep, yep. More of a guilty pleasure, but I'm going to go Face Off. Face Off is Ooh, yeah. hilarious because I, I love Nick Cage, um, and <laughs> I'll watch just about anything he does, and this movie is just top, 
top cage going full cage at moments, and it's amazing. Um, and face-off definitely, definitely ranks in my top ten. Absolutely. And one last honorable mention before we close it out. I do want to say a movie that slept on that I enjoyed a lot. Rock and Rolla um, with uh, Gerard Butler. I thought that was a really good movie. Definitely slept on. Enjoyed the hell out of that movie. More people should talk about that movie. Really enjoyed it. Um, But before we close out, I want everyone to tell us where we can find you, starting with Mark. Let the audience know where they can find you. Yeah, so you can find us. Um, we have a website. It's the uh, maindamy.com where uh, we have our podcasts and our um, articles written by Anthony, my co-host, does most of the writing there, um, and our two podcasts, um, which is uh, They Called Us a Movie, which helped me out a lot for this uh, podcast today. And then we do a uh, real play D&D podcast called Stranger Damey um, that we may be looking to turn into video sometime soon, so be on the lookout for that. And... Um, also, um, we uh, Stranger Damies every Wednesday. Um, they call us a movie every Thursday. Perfect. And you can find all that on Geek Vibes Nation also. <clears throat> so don't worry. Um, Dom, tell us where we can find you. Uh, yeah, so I also have a podcast. It's uh, Chopping It Up with the Homies, all one word. Uh, we usually record them uh, on weekends and uh, upload like a Wednesday or a Thursday, um, and then you know, of course, you know, I'm on Twitter and it's like at King underscore Fish, all caps, and uh, you can find me on there talking some nonsense every once in a while. Perfect. You will find that very soon under the Geek Vibes Nation umbrella too on iTunes. So stay tuned for that. But definitely gonna make sure you listen to to that. I'm definitely getting on an episode, Dom. Like I told you this before, oh, we're, sure. we're going to figure that out. <laughs> we're going to figure that out. Uh, and Tia, the weekend is here. You know what that means? That means it's all new <laughs> top 10. <laughs> Tell people where they can find you, Tia. Uh, well, I am a writer for Geek Five Nation, so obviously you can find all of my articles at gpnation.com. Every Sunday morning we do the top 10 where we go through uh, – a different list every single week. This list, we are actually doing the top 10 guilty pleasure movies, which will be at 10 a.m. Uh, Eastern time. Uh, again, you can find that on Blog Talk and Stitcher. The links are on tvnation.com. And we are starting to put these videos on YouTube as soon as I guess I find out how to make videos. <laughs> yes. We're going to get that fixed up. Me and Canon are definitely going to work on that. But Tia, you actually just had a review with Kelly. Um, that What was that one on? It was on the Zac Efron Ted Bundy movie, Shockingly Evil. Ex- wait, no, it was Shockingly Evil. Uh, no, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. Sorry, it's such a long title that I even forget it's what it is. Way too many. <laughs> way too much. And, uh, yeah, that's. You can definitely check out our review and see if we thought that the movie lived up to the name. Absolutely. Zach killed it in that. Um, definitely was looking forward to him as possibly having his name thrown in there for Batman. Um, but, guys, you also know weekend means top 10, also means Geek Vibes Live. We have so much Batman controversy to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. And. The Undecided, because he is not officially casted yet. 
So everyone that's freaking out, relax. It is his job, but relax. It's not official yet. Um, so we got so much to break break down. Um, and you guys know you can check out Wrestling Geeks Alliance, Full Court Press. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting something. I know I am. Doesn't matter. Nick wanted to um, mention Predator as an honorable mention. So that's, that's what you're forgetting. <laughs> oh, Predator as an honorable mention to, to uh, best action movies, evidently. Um, but no, make sure you guys check out everything we have at gvnation.com. Uh, you can find our podcast, our articles, everything we're up to. Um, thank you all for listening, and we will see you same time, same place next week. Peace. Have a good night. Adios.